0: can be seated. Well, we are so glad that you are here. It is part three of a series that we are doing on mental health called Losing my mind, losing my mind. And and I really love this series. We're trying to remove the stigma of all things mental health. And what a great message last weekend from from the um, the Booth family and just a great encouragement. And I want to take it a next step forward this morning. And so we are a note-taking church. I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of content. And I've got an encouraging word and I believe God's going to do something supernatural at the end of this service as we activate it in a little bit of worship and prayer together. So stay with me today i'm excited to preach god's word. who's with me today church At every one of our locations all right we're, we're going to talk today for a few minutes it's in your notes there i'm going to talk about defeating the dark moments in your mind defeating the dark moments in your mind this dark moments come in people in all shapes and all sizes they they look like depression it looks like panic it looks like worry it looks like anxiety and there's been moments that you were on the high the mountaintop everything seemed great and then it seemed like your no, your mind just dove into a moment and place that you go, I just didn't want to be there. I just couldn't imagine how it got so dark. That's what we want to conquer today and maybe you're watching this message years into the future and um, someone shared it with you and this is a struggle that you have had. I want you to know, you're not abnormal. You're not out of the box. It is actually more normal to battle these dark moments in your mind because we are fallen, broken people. And so this is just something I wanna remove the stigma of. Kind of the history of this, um, 2018, 2019, there was um, some high-profile pastors, that I and mean, pretty well-known pastors, that within a period of about a year, um, three of them took their life, and it messed me up. And I remember I preached a whole message off of it during that time. One of them, who I actually started becoming good friends with, um, took his life, and, and really out of the bout of just a deep, dark time of depression. And, and it just got worse and worse. And then the pandemic happened, and when the pandemic happened, it went to a whole nother level, the suicide hotline in America um, grew 900% over the pandemic, 900%. One in four young adults considering, considered committing suicide during the pandemic. Um, even this is last year. I mean, this last week, news broke. This is within five days. Um, a country music icon, Naomi Judd. And, and the, the story breaks. What, what was it? It was a battle of mental health. And she took her, she took her life within this last week antidepressants over the last year have gone up 300%. This is a situation that people are dealing with where our minds get dark and we get struggling and we don't know what to do so let's hit it head on today and i want you to understand this because first of all i want you to know as a church as as followers of jesus we are not anti-medicine let's just push that right now because there should be moments if you got a headache take some tylenol you do it. Now, don't live on it. This is something that we have to focus on. But if you are at a place where you're struggling, we encourage you. Man, there's times where you need medicine. There's actually nine major causes for depression, and two of them are biological. So two of them can't be fixed without something changing in your biology, in your body. So if that's the case, there are moments and there are times where you need to see a doctor and you need to get help in this uh, here's how I wrote it down it's not in your notes but I want you to get it get this the brain is an organ just like sinuses so we have to remove the stigma of getting med- uh, mental uh, medical help when one of your organs is struggling so if it's struggling don't get weird about it and go I just I, I can't be one of those people no no we are all those people we all have a brain that's fallen and broken and there's sometime we need some medical help can I hear a good amen today church. <laughs> So that being said, there are dark moments that need medical help, but there's also dark moments where you can have a strategy to get out of that, and I'm gonna show you that today. Because some of you, it's not biological. It is simply there's things you're doing in your life that are keeping you in dark moments that we need to deal with today. And I want you to understand it this way. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay, to stay not okay. <laughs> Are you with me today, church? So there's some people, you're, you've gone through this time and it's, it, you're not okay. And that's okay today. We want you to know you're in a place, a safe place, no matter what campus you're watching at today, to not be okay. But as followers of Jesus, We need to go to God's Word and go, God, what is the solution you've given me to get out of this situation I'm in so that we can have some victory in the dark moments of our mind? Can I hear a good amen today, church? So so I'm going to preach to you from a passage that is so powerful. And it's a story of a man by the name of Elijah. Say, Elijah. (laughs) Elijah was one of the great prophets The of the Old Testament. Elijah was a man, and I want you to understand this. He he did miracle after miracle. One of his miracles happens in 1 Kings chapter 18. It's probably one of the most famous miracles in all of the Bible. What happens is he challenges the false prophets um, to basically a competition. And they say, hey, Baal is God. And he goes, no, Yahweh is God, our God, Jehovah. He says, no. So they go, well, we're going to prove who's God. We're going to build an altar. We're going to pray. And if our God answers by fire, then he's God. If your God answers, then he's God. So Elijah goes, sounds good. You guys go first. And these guys go first. And all night long, they're chanting and going around, doing their little dances around, around the fire. And nothing happens. And Elijah's sitting there with like a bag of Doritos just watching him and he's looking at him. he even taunts him you gotta you gotta love the scripture he even taunts him he looks at him and he goes maybe just maybe your god is sleeping maybe he's a, maybe if you shout a little bit louder you'll wake him up and, and and nothing happens elijah goes up there prays one prayer fire falls from heaven and the altar is consumed he, his, his god is proven god the whole nation was under a, a, a drought and at this time elijah prays the drought changes it's miracle after miracle, and then we pick up on our story today. So, just want you to know, if you feel like your life is all bombarded by these dark moments, and you're the only one, just want you to know, I'm going to show you a hero of our faith who at the high of his life has a moment where his mind gets dark. This is powerful, and I want to show it to you. First Kings, we're in chapter 19. I hope you're there with me today. Let's follow along, and let's look at it in verse 2 so here's what happens so jezebel sent a messenger to sent a messenger to elijah now this is a this is king ahab's wife she's angry about this whole situation she's mad so here's what she does she sends an instant messenger on facebook to elijah that's what the bible says right there okay she dms and says may the gods deal with me be it ever so severely if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like one of them. And basically like, hey, I'm going to kill you. So she sends them this threat, this, this just challenge. Now, now let's be very real about it. She didn't actually hurt him. She didn't actually uh, attack him. She sends a message to him. This is, this is you le- reading a mean tweet about you, okay? This is you getting a text message of somebody that offended you. And what does Elijah do? Does Elijah look at this and go... Listen, God already answered by fire. He changed this situation. God, who changed the whole drought, (laughs) he's on my side. What is this woman going to do about me? Who cares? No, he doesn't. What happens is the same thing that happens to so many of us. His mind gets dark. Look at verse 3. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah... He left his servant there while he, was busy, while he himself went on a day's journey into the wilderness. Pause right there. Many times this is what you do. Your mind gets dark, you get fearful, and you leave your community. Just pause there for a second. You get by yourself. You get all alone. And you think, I, I can't get out of this by myself. You can't get out of it by yourself. You can't get out of it by yourself. So he makes a bad choice. And look what he says. While he went on a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush sat under it and prayed that he might die. Look at this phrase right here. The same guy that called down fire just a few days before, here's his response. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. And he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. What a story from the mountaintop to the valley in a matter of minutes and don't be con- don't sit there and go well that stinks for him it can happen to you. We've all had those moments where we're winning everything's good and then we get by ourselves and something triggers us and we just get dark in our mind. The depression comes on, and we go, man, how do we get there? So I'm going to give you a solution of how Elijah found victory from a moment in his life where he wanted to take his own life. And maybe you've never been there, but I know, talking to the audience across all of our campuses, I know a lot of you have, and I hear the stories and it's some of the most successful people, great looking people, they've got amazing families, they're incredible, and you go, nothing's wrong in their life, and you don't realize the battle that's within their mind right now. And if you feel like you're at the low of the low of your life, let me encourage you, there is a way out of this, and let's look at Elijah's story. Here's number one, here's what you do. If you're gonna find victory during the dark moments of your life, you gotta learn to take care of yourselves. You gotta take care of yourself. Now let me just start there, we're gonna start real basic for just a second because this one's so huge. Look at the response that the angel says to him. All at once, look at this, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. And he looked around and there by his head was some baked bread. Oh, let's pause there for a second. Notice he did not give him some salad. Can I just get a witness across all of our campuses today? That our God is a God that loves carbs. Can I hear a good amen today? He, he, he didn't bring him no kale. He brought him bread to God be the glory. I just think it's important for us to be biblical people here today. Some uh, bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. And he ate it and he drank and he laid down again and then look at verse 7 the angel of the lord came back a second time and touched him and said get up and eat for the journey is too much for you so he got up he ate and he drank this is valuable landscape right there in the scriptures that the solution is get up eat a good meal drink strengthened by the food he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached the mount of god there he went to a cave and spent the night what, what was the angel doing the angels tell him listen if you're dealing with this sh- issue in your mind here's what you need to do here's here's the word from god eat a good meal and take a nap can i encourage some people in here today some of you guys need need an assignment from god for your from your pastor today ready when you leave whatever location you're you're attending today here's the word from god go get a good meal and take a nap to god be the glory i'm telling you you ain't experienced some health like a sunday afternoon nap there and i'm telling you there's something that happens because honestly our world is ridiculously sleep deprived surveys tell us that two-thirds of america don't get enough sleep and our diets are all out of whack and we're frustrated because we're sitting there going what's wrong with me here's what's wrong with you you don't take care of yourself You don't take care of yourself. Now, let me just say it this way. There are real issues of chemical imbalances, but let's not throw out life imbalances. Some of you guys are sitting there thinking some pill's gonna solve your problem, when the reality is, if you got a little bit of exercise, you ate a little healthier, you slept a little bit better, you would see yourself walking in the better plans that God has for your life, just take care of yourself. I love to go um, snowboarding. I, I love snowboarding. Um, my family went when we were uh, younger, um, and I remember we all got injured. We all had all these problems, and uh, we, we were just not good. We didn't know what we were doing. So, so then I, I've come to love it, and we go. I try to go at least once, or, once a year or so. And, and I never forget hearing that 90%, and it's right there in your notes, of snow skiing accidents happen actually at the end of the day. 90%, all at the end of the day most of the time within the last hour. And when researched why in the world do snow skiing accidents all happen at the end of the day, they said it's the cause is simply because people are overconfident and weary. They think they got it together and their body is tired. A lot of what's happening in your life right now is you just think you've got it together and your body's tired and that's why you're heading for a crash. So you've got to get to a place to live and say, am I living in such a way that I'm actually living healthy the way that God wants me to live. I take a Sabbath every week. We try to take a Friday Sabbath, a day off. And for me, a Sabbath is not a Sabbath unless I've slept in a little bit and taken a nap during that day. And i just got to realize I've got to eat healthy. I've got to do something healthy for myself. And I found this quote, and it's just a game changer. If you don't get anything else, get this. Ready? We were never designed for the sedentary, indoor, socially isolated, Fast food laden, sleep deprived, frenzy paced of modern life. Your life is never designed to live that way. So if you feel yourself captured in depression after depression, dark time after dark time after dark time, change your lifestyle. Change your lifestyle. Start taking care of you. You go, but you don't understand the pressures of my job, the pressures of my life. Here's what the wisest man who ever lived would say over you. Ecclesiastes, he wrote it this way. Better one handful with tranquility. I just want a little bit of peace. So I'd rather have that. Your 401k might not be too big, but but I'm going to have peace. I'm not going to have the newest job, but I'm going to have peace. I might not own that boat anymore, but I'm going to have peace. I I might not be able to have the vacation house anymore, but let me tell you, I'm going to have peace in my life. Then two, with handfuls of toil and what? Chasing after the wind. So a lot of you guys, your life is in such a way, it's just too chaotic and too bizarre, and you need to simplify a little bit. So let me just say it this way. If it's costing you your mental health, it's too expensive good place to say amen i know it's an encouraging little mother's day message for somebody today but i really want to tackle this head on because some of you guys you just need to go take a nap today you need to go eat some good food take a nap have that thanksgiving experience in the middle of may to god be the glory and watch watch how the way you treat your body affects your mind what was what was elijah's problem he was weary he was exhausted. He's dealing with miracle after miracle, struggle after struggle, struggle. Let me tell you, he's, he's in the height of ministry. You could be doing good things for God that are bad for your body. You can overwork your life in such a way that can actually be making a difference for the world but killing you internally. And that's what Elijah was doing. And then he goes on this journey, and he's a day journey. He's walking, he's talking, he's exhausted. No wonder he's at the place where he's having a battle in his mind. So first of all, you got to learn how to take care of yourself. But the story doesn't end there. Look what happens. Verse 9. Let's continue. And it says it like this. And it says, And the word of the Lord came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant and torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with a sword. And I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. Isn't that what happens? Doesn't the enemy make you think I'm all alone? There's nobody on my side. Everybody's against me. They're all talking about me. They're not all talking about you. Just want you to know that. He's not the only one left. He's not the only one left. This is is what happens. And what is God's response to them? They're trying to come into him. The Lord said to him, go out. And stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Here's how you deal with the dark moments of your mind. Number one, you take care of yourself. And number two, you learn to get in God's presence. Get in God's presence. Don't stay there alone in your pity party in darkness. It gets dark by yourself. He says, get out from where you're at and go to where my presence is at something happens when you get into god's presence that you're able to experience life change i'm a firm believer that the presence of god is a solution to whatever he's going through in your life right now and we got we got to learn how to get into god's presence a little bit Lord, look at psalm 16 says you have made known the path uh, to me the path of life you will fill me with what Oh, at every campus. Come on, Brandon, shout it out. Uh, With what? With joy. That's what I want. I want joy. Joy is not dependent upon what's going on around me. Joy is dependent on who is with me. I experience joy in your presence. That's where joy is found. And it's so important because when you're not in God's presence, your whole focus is on what's the problem. They're against me. Everybody's attacking me nobody's on my side it seems overwhelming to me but something happens when you get into the presence of god when you have a moment of worship like we had today here's what happens worship it shifts our focus from life's darkness to god's goodness and i love that because there's just something about getting those moments of worship where we get our attention on to him, Even this last week, I, I, I had some time away, just a time to pray, and I was ministering to some pastors, and I started making some goals and some plans for where I wanted to see the church going. And, and then I started to just get like, overwhelmed, like, oh, that's never going to happen. And, and man, we've been looking for years for a South Tampa facility. That's never going to happen. And we've been looking for a St. Pete location. There's no possibilities. We keep you obstacle after obstacle. And I had a moment going, this is depressing unless I start worshiping. It's depressing to look at what's going on in the world. It's depressing to, come on to the, go into the news. Stop giving that your attention. Start giving God your attention. Put the focus on him and watch how worship can change our perspective of what's going on. And, and there's something that happens when we get in that moment of worship. Turn on some worship music during those times. Fill your mind with God's word. Go into his presence. And even in your room, when it's dark and dark and dark, let me tell you, the presence of God can come into that place. Don't focus on what is negative. Focus on what God can do for you in that moment. This this will change the situation. And what did God speak? And look how God spoke. Look at this. This is so crazy. It's not in your notes, but I I wrote in there. And it says, And then then a great and powerful um, wind tore through the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire came a gentle whisper. Came a gentle whisper. But here's what I love about the gentle whisper. Look at that. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mountain mouth of the cave. God was in the whisper. You know why God's in a whisper? Because when you whisper, you have to get Close. And God wants to get close to you. I don't know what darkness you're experiencing in your life right now. Get close to God. Can we give him some praise today? Amen, church. We get close to God. We get close to God. You have those moments. You claim to him. You walk to him. You claim his promises. You worship him. And watch how the situation might not feel like it changes, but your perspective of the situation changes. And and it gets your mind out of those dark moments moments we have those moments and then here's what happened look what it says we're in verse 13 and it says then the voice said to him what are you doing here elijah and he replied i've been very zealous for the lord god almighty the israelites have have rejected your covenant tore down your altars and put the prophets to death with the sword i'm the only one left." look how he says it again even in the presence of god i'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too let me pause there just for a second Here's what it does. The, the battle of your mind always tries to exaggerate the bad and minimize the good in your life. Always. You're going to focus on all that's going wrong. And here's what the enemy does. The enemy is very good at exaggerating how good he is and how not good God is. But in those moments, you have to connect and go, wait, 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 wait. Is, what act- is this actually happening? Is this actually happening or is this just happening in here? Because a lot of times that's happening in here and you're making it real in your mind and it's not actually real. So he has this moment. It says, okay, I'm in God's presence and I'm still having these problems. And here's what the Lord's response is, verse 15. And here's how it closes. The Lord says to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. And when you get there, anoint Hazael, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elijah, the son of Shaphat, Shaphat, there's a lot of, you know, these names have changed over the years. And Abel, Meholah, whatever, Meholah, to succeed. That's not right, but you got the idea. As a prophet, and look what happens. And Jehu, you will put to death, Jehu will put to death all any who escaped the sword of Hazael. And Elisha will put to death all who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. He makes this decision. He says, listen, you think you're all alone. You're not all alone in this thing. I've actually reserved 7,000 to Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. What a moment right there. Three ways to get out of the dark moments of your life. Number one, take care of yourself. Number two, you've got to learn how to get in God's presence. And number three, got to commit to community. He says you've got to get around some people you got to get around some people when you're by yourself there is no way you're going to win this thing you've got to get around somebody else and by the way get around some of the people that are even fighting some of the same battles you're fighting right now there's people that are they're struggling and you got to get around and encourage each other you got to get around and celebrate each other and i just want to encourage somebody who maybe is at church on Mother's Day and doesn't normally come to church, but you've been so isolated and you can't find victory. Let me encourage you. I wrote it down this way. The length of my struggle is usually determined by the length of my isolation. So a lot of you guys go, I just can't find freedom. And God says, I've created a place of freedom. It's called the house of God. It's called your dream team. It's called the radiant group. Get around some people. Get around some people that'll encourage you, that'll build you up, that don't look at you when you're having a struggle in your mind and go, well, that's weird. Get over it. No. They'll fight with you. That's what he said. He said, I've got some people that have not bowed their knee. These are godly people. These are warriors. I'm telling you, that's what radiant church is. We're not going to look down on you for your issue. We're going to build you up together. We're going to strengthen each other. We're going to be the church of Jesus Christ. Let's fight for each other in moments. Where our minds are dark. That's why, by the way, quick plug, this summer we have our five-week group semester that starts at the end of May. And I love our groups. If you're in Foundations, you better sign up for your Foundations group. It's the last five weeks that completes the full year of Foundations. It's one of the best things we do. But let me tell you, it's incur- it's important. Get in community and find some community. Well, I tried a group. It didn't work. Find another one. Well, all the groups are terrible. No, that's what the enemy's telling you. Because the same thing he told Elijah, he hasn't changed his tactic to let you think, I'm the only one that deals with this. You're not the only one. There there, there is a solution to you and it's called the body of Christ. Let me just say it this way, by the way. The first problem in the Bible was not sin, it was actually solitude. First thing God calls out in the Bible as an issue was not even sin. It was solitude. It's being by themselves. Why? Because if the enemy can get you alone he can get you half beat already because he knows he can get in that mind start moving you what did the bible say jesus said i mean god said what did he say he said it's not good for a man to be alone it's not good so you need some connection you need some community need some people how do you find healing in the dark moments of your mind take care of yourself (laughs) you got to get in the presence of god we're going to have a moment right now we're going to do that and we're going to encourage each other we're going to commit to some community because in those dark moments, you need somebody that you can call. You need somebody that'll answer their phone that not goes, whose number is this? You got to find that. I'll tell you, the two best places to find that at Radiant is in our groups, is in our Dream Team. Both of those two places. So you can find some community. Because when those dark moments come and life is filled with them, you can find some help. I, uh, I ran, uh, I, I told you guys, I ran my first, mar- first and last marathon. Um, <laughs> weeks ago I'm finally able to talk about it the trauma of the situations far enough in the past I'm able to talk about it um, and and it was rough I ran 20 miles um without without walking like 20 miles without stopping going I felt great if you were following me on Instagram you know I'm giving you updates every like 10 miles and y'all like whoo you go on and uh 20 miles I hit a wall like I hit a wall hard and so uh they had this this double loop through nashville that was horrible you have to run up these hills and my legs were like cramping up and people are on the side of the road just i mean the side of the patches throwing up everywhere and i'm just like hobbling through so i'm by myself hold on i'm just hobbling there was moments people were walking faster than me and i'm just trying to run like this new respect for Forrest gump new respect that guy did something okay so anyway i get i'm 24 miles in and i am just like barely moving barely moving and this guy uh, starts running next to me, and I'm telling you, he's, 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 he's a young man, I mean, 50, in his late 50s. Uh, I wanna encourage some people in here today, I think that's young, uh, but he was older than me. Can I just say that, okay. Older than me, but still young in life. So uh, this man looks at me and he says, he said, man, are you gonna finish this thing? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying, man, I'm trying. I'm like, you get next to me again, I'll trip you is what I'm doing. In true story two miles left mile and three quarters left he looks at me he's like come on man he goes he goes come on let's run the rest of this thing together let's run it together so first of all i was like I, it wasn't the encouragement that kept me going it was like if this guy beats me i'm just gonna be mad <laughs> but i it was something about when i was at the end i literally was like i'm gonna walk the last two miles i me and this guy i looked at him and i was like all right all right man And I started running, and there was something that I couldn't do on my own, I could do with somebody else. And I'm telling you, I ran that thing, and I had an incredible, uh, it was, I finished. Let's just say I finished the run. (laughs) Let me encourage somebody across Tampa Bay today. You're at your wit's end, you feel it's all lost, you feel like there's no hope. I want you to know there's a community of believers that is around you right now. And I'm telling you, we're running this thing too, and it's tough for us. But we've learned one thing that you might not know is that listen, we can do it together and there is a finish line ahead of us and there is eternity on the other side. And I wanna get to that eternity and I wanna hear them say, well done, good and faithful servant, you didn't quit. You didn't throw in the towel. You didn't give up when it got dark. Keep running this thing. how dark that moment is in your life let's get into God's presence and let's cheer each other on we can make it out of it with your eyes closed across every campus I'm gonna have a moment of worship right now just sitting in your seat I left time in this service for the Holy Spirit to do a deep work in some people and it's just been dark man. I know it's been dark you feel like all is lost I think it's why God brought you here today. Because we're not going to focus on us. We're not the solution. It's all about Jesus. And I love the song we sang earlier today. We're going to speak the name of Jesus. We're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to cry out to Jesus. And I'm telling you, I don't know why you think you're alone. Jesus is running this thing with you. And I'm telling you, he's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Have a moment right there in your seat just as dark as your mind might be and ask God to transform you. Ask God to change you. Let's turn it into focusing on our problems to experiencing His presence right now. Come on, Abby, let's sing it out over every one of our locations right now. Come on, have a moment with God right there in your seat.
1: Your name is healing. Your name is love. break every strong stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire your name is power your name is healing your name is healing.
0: is today that's in a dark moment in your mind but i want us to all just take a moment and pray for victory over those dark moments why don't you just take that hand and you just put it right on your forehead lord i pray over the minds of the people at radiant church lord as we're in this series on mental health some some of it is chemical we need to go to the doctor we need to get some help some of it's just the life situation something triggered them something set them off some kind of situation happened and lord has brought us into a dark place but i pray that in the dark place would you visit us today god lord would you bring us some hope and some help and just like elijah got water and bread lord we don't need we don't want physical water and bread we want living water we want the bread of life to come and visit us today god Lord, we need you, Jesus, to invade our lives, invade our mind, bring healing and victory over every situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Now let's do this in every campus. Let's stand to our feet as an act of victory. Come on, if you're comfortable, throw those hands up and surrender. And let's sing it together. Come on.
1: Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness, over oh, every enemy. Jesus from my faith.
0: I pray for your church today Lord when the dark moments come we make a decision today we'll take care of ourselves we'll get into God's presence and we'll stay committed to community to get us through it we thank you for that we thank you that you're with us during those times every eye closed every head bowed. there's one more group it's those that don't have a relationship with Jesus I want you to know the true solution to whatever you're going through today is that you start that relationship with him you can't do it on your own you're running on empty because you have not been transformed from the inside out. That's what Jesus does. See, because God loves you, it has a plan for your life. He really does. But but our sin has separated us from God. Your sin, my sin, we all have sinned and fallen short. So what's the solution? Jesus is the solution to our sin. He's the sacrifice that was paid for you and for me. So what do we do? Now we respond to that sacrifice by giving him our life, by surrendering our life to him. It's, it's We accept it. Through the faith, by faith, through grace, the work that God did for us on the cross. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you to respond by simply just throwing up your hand and saying, "Today is my day, Aaron. Pray for me." No matter what campus you're at, there's people at St. Pete right now; those at Clearwater, North Tampa Heights, Brandon, online. I just know there's people that you have a moment right now where God's trying to get a hold of your life. I'm telling you, it'll change you right there. You give your life to Jesus. Count of three, you throw that hand up. One two, three, all across our campuses. Come on, throw this hand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. A bunch in this room. I know there's some at Brandon. I know there's people at North Tampa Heights. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive my past, my present, and my future. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's celebrate life change that just happened across Tampa Bay.